Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Click this, the Kevin Ash Podcast. I'm gone. I'm with Kevin. And uh, I'm the second one to give you a shout-out this week, Kevin, because uh, because Sting beat me to it on the last... No, it's not. I thought that was awfully nice. AEW broadcast. You guys all see that. If anyone didn't see it, he had uh, an in-ring with uh, MJF, and Sting began to recount uh, people who helped him. In his career, he talked about Flair being there for him in his uh, neon face paint stage. Then he brought up the crow sting and put up the wolf pack and said, uh, love you, Kev. Love you, Scott. So uh, clearly, it's you always got along with Steve, right? I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, he was he took really good care of me when I was fucking a jabroni. I mean, he's always been, he's always been my friend. I was, he was never, he was never, there are guys that are your friends and he's, and there's guys that you're friends with because they're in the business and Steve was always a friend. Mm -hmm. I never hear any shit about him. He was obviously universally liked. I mean, I guess the only shit I used to hear sometimes was. not a dick. Not a dick and. I mean, you know, he just, uh, he just, he's just nice at. And this is big, you know, he's, he, he found Christ and, you know, he's in a great place in his life right now. But it's just like, he was never, he was a prankster, you know. He loved a good shit rib. Really? Oh, Sting I remember, never oh, heard that. Oh, that's, 
He got Bagwell one time where it started off. That That's back when you used to get the U.S. Uh, today's, you know, at your front door. And you'd open your door. And so fucking Sting went and shit in the middle of, of Bagwell's USA Today. So Bagwell grabs, of course, you're going right to the to the dumper when you grab it to sit, sit down and read it and opens it up and turds fall on him. So that was number one. And then I think Steve said he left something in the in the back of the, their car where they came back from the gym and he had a, 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 a bag of shit that he put underneath the front seat. And let it just simmer for the entire road trip. Airy a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And everybody was like, what the hell? You know, and they're looking in the glove box and everywhere. Yeah, he he was, he had a couple of, some some good ones. The, what is it with wrestlers and shit? I, I would I would ask this on, on the kayfabe show but all the time. It's not There's even. so many it, ribs you could do. Uh, yeah, but come on, man. It's, it's so sophomoric. Guys in general love farts. And like if if like you could be someplace and somebody rip one and it, you know it's disgusting, you know it's probably a sulfur bomb coming your way, but and you might not sell the fact, but deeper down inside you're belly laughing because it's just like especially like when somebody rips one in the elevator and it's just you and another dude and you know it's not you and it's the rest of them is all women. And you're like, wow, you just fry these people. And you, I, I've walked, if I open up the bathroom in, in, on an airplane and it's horrendous, I, before I step foot into that crime scene, I'm going to tell the female flight attendant, if it's a dude, I don't care. If it's a female flight attendant, I'm going to be like, oh, man, that guy just tore this up. Do you have any coffee grinds we could throw in there? Like I'm not taking that heat because I don't. I'm not ever dumping a deuce, nor can I, on a plane. So just like uh-uh. that's a good, um, that's a good like little Martha Stewart moment there. So coffee grinds, in the bowl. In the bowl, excellent. Yeah, that way there you, your, your mouth waters, much like a a, a cup of Kirkland, Columbia <laughs> coffee. Oh, we'll get to your road trip in a little bit. <laughs> you know, with the with the sophomoric behavior, I think. It's universally agreed that Vince McMahon is uh, very much one of the boys when it comes to the uh, oh, yeah. toilet humor and stuff. Yes, I know somebody that wor- that worked in the um, production in the uh, Titan Tower. You know, the, it's not in Titan Tower. There's like a building down the yeah. street. I guess that's the, okay. So I knew one of the guys there. Stalag Thirteen, right? The off-site location, the floating bus. Anyway, so Vince comes in and it's. I don't know what the, but he wants to thank everybody for some. So everybody kind of lines up and Vince is kind of going down and, and I guess he fucking tore ass. Right. <laughs> and it was horrendous. And he's laughing as he's shaking everyone's hand in the place. Now they didn't hear him do it, but when he stepped up to them, the smell followed and he's uh, smiling like it. Yeah. And Vince, Vince is, Vince is eating at at his age now, Vince is still eating 500 grams of protein. I mean, he's Vince is Vince is still trying to grow. He's just like, no, nah, I'm not maintaining. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put some more size on. Good God! Uh, feedback from last week's show. Mike Miles 
says, been watching since the first episode. Absolutely, this show helps. Not just on a Monday either. You were always one of my favorite wrestlers, Kev. I was nine years old and so stoked to be able to play as you on the Raw game on Super Nintendo. I appreciate all you do and have done for us fans. Praying for you every day, brother. So, Thank you. You are in Mike Miles' prayers. Hey, this, was a, this was a tough week. Yesterday was the... Oh, God, yeah. You know, the hard six-month spot. We're exactly at six months yesterday. Six months. So just... And, you know, it's it's so weird because you you would think, A... Like, but but my dad died April fourth, and it's just like April third of every year. I just and they really don't make that big of a deal out of Martin Luther King being assassinated on April fourth anymore. That's true because he has his day, mm-hmm. so it's not. But you know, he was he was he was assassinated the, the night of April fourth. But and that always you know coincided because my father died that morning, and it's just like but not like like. The third, I start to, you know, I start to, like, ugh. And my mom died on December 27th. So, you know, by the time I'm out in the Christmas, in the lot looking for a tree, I mean, I'm I'm already thinking about how I can steal Christmas from everybody else. As the Grinch, like, ugh, Christmas. Yeah. It's, uh, anyone who joined us late in the season here um kevin's son tristan passed six months uh yesterday so and it was very much um an experience that we not we kevin chose to share with with you with the fans and so i know the way people write to us even to him six months later praying for you every day brother so it's um i think a lot of people appreciate that that kind of um that openness and that uh that closeness that you offered people. So that's what... You know, uh, it's like I talked to Hulk this week. We haven't mm-hmm. talked We haven't talked in a while. And we just caught up. And, you know, we're just... At this point, we're comparing how miserable we both feel. And, uh... But, uh, you know, he's doing that uh, karaoke thing. and he's, He has fun, you know. He's, he's, it's like... It's his gig. It's at his beach place. You know, he gets... He, you know doesn't have to travel anywhere to do it. It's just you know, down at the end of the road. You know, Nick's there, so he gets to spend time. He's doing, like, it's almost like kind of what, what T and I were doing with this podcast is they're kind of doing their own thing. And, you know, Nick's been training hard. Nick's, like, almost 250 now. And, you know, Nick's, like, six one six two. So, mm. you know, I don't know. It might be a, it might be a little baby holster. Yeah, you know, he's more... Hulk said he, he said he ain't built like me. He's built more like Goldberg. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that guy didn't draw any money, so or make any. So that's so that's a bad thing, you know. Do you think so, Terry would would encourage him to to work? I don't. Know, I, don't I don't even know how old Nick is. I mean, yeah, someone looked that up. I was going to ask that too, but I didn't want to sound like what's his name on the uh, that pay per view. How old is he? How much does he weigh? Art, uh, what's his name? But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, he might be a little old for this. 32. 32. He's not too old. To start, though. No, because he's, 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 he's Hulk's kid, man. That's... Mm-hmm. 
There ain't been one of those. Hulk would know. <laughs> I promise you. By now, Hulk would know. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Tax season is here, which means you've received or are expecting that tax refund any day now, and you're thinking about what to spend it on. How about a new home? With SaveWithConrad.com, we're helping renters become homeowners every single day, and it's more affordable than you think. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need a huge down payment. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. At SaveWithConrad.com, we take the stress out of the home buying process. We'll determine your buying power. We'll even help you find a realtor. And unlike the banks, we don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. So if you're not ready right now, we'll get you on a plan to be ready. Stop throwing your money away, paying someone else's mortgage with your rent. And start the path towards owning your own home today at SaveWithConrad.com. Rob VA Sales, uh, thank you to everyone involved in making this podcast possible. You're welcome, Rob. Robert Abishola, A-plus Sean working injured on such short notice on Easter Sunday, no less. What a team player. Carried the big man to another great podcast. Thanks for the house. All right, Mate. Robert. Jasper following no! in similar, uh, so in sh- uh, Jasper Scott. So in short, you were delirious from a fever and you fall Ric Flair style very much. Uh, flat on your face minus the stumble. Get well, drink Coke with ice and a sprinkle of salt. So let that be a, a remedy for everyone. And then, listen, after those nice wishes, there's always just the weirdness begins cosmic nomad 93 nobody believes you fell on your face sean oliver i think you made the story up for attention get over yourself i probably would have gone for something much more spectacular than uh, and you know the 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 fashionable band-aid on my head also helps me get over too i tell you i tell you a funny one so it's my sister's 60th birthday and my brother is sitting across from me and he's missing one of his bottom teeth and I mean, you know, we we all went to Mengele as our dentist, so we're Dr. all Joseph Mengele with yeah forceps. Doctor Doctor Aaron Blake, if you're still alive, fuck you. Um, but and if you're dead, don't let the Nashes find your grave because we'll all shit on it, including my sister. Uh, but I'm looking across from him, and. In, in, in unbelievable Nash, uh, just the quality of a Nash. I said, what happened to your tooth? He goes, oh, I'm up at the gas station. And I go to grab the, 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 the pump. This other this younger guy like snatches it away from me. I said, hey, man, I was here first. He fucking t- takes it and he like, whacks me in the mouth with it and busts my tooth. And he turns it around. He's got a cigarette in his hand. He goes, back off, old man. I'll light you on fire. I said, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, of course I'm kidding you. I bit into a chicken sandwich. My fucking tooth exploded. But I mean, just like, just like, I, I, I just looked at it. It was just like, of course. Like, my, you know, my, my, my sister tells her, my sister tells her wife that she's like a high up at Little Caesars. That this is like a couple of July 4th ago. Well, I it wasn't like the the COVID one, but it was a July 4th. And because there's so many people on the Detroit side, a lot of people will go over to Windsor and watch the fireworks from Windsor. 
because it's cooler anyway, because the background is is Detroit. So my sister tells tells Gina, uh, you didn't hear? Yeah, I was on on Channel Four. They're not allowing anybody over for for the fireworks. That's you know, American. They're just not going to do it. They're not. They're going to shut the bridge and the tunnel. Just not going. You know, unless you're a semi, you're not across the bridge. So she goes into work the next day and tells everybody, "Hey, don't think about going over the bridge because it, it's shut down." So <laughs> Gina tells, tells Kim, "You know, thanks for the heads up." And Kim goes, "Oh fuck, I was kidding around." Oh my god. And she she told that story a couple summers ago, and Tristan was was sitting next to her, and I mean he fucking popped so huge, he was just like, "Good for you! Like yeah. you're, you're you're all gnashes, aren't you? You're all jackasses!" Like, yep. You have someone, an executive at Little Caesars in the family, and we're sitting here wondering why after we started talking about the the Detroit and the Square that this shit started popping up. Oh, so everywhere. Let me, let me, so uh, I I won't remember the name of it now. Maybe jets. Okay. So my brother, my brother has this beautiful, has been in it? I don't know, a year, whatever. I haven't been up there. It's the first time I had been to my brother's completed lake house, which looks like something out of coastal living. I mean, gorgeous fucking just, I'm just so happy because anybody that's, you know, that with the last name Nash is fucking most likely taking a couple of fucking Tony Canigliaro fastballs into both eye sockets at some point. You know, my sister's had his, I bet you my sister's had 17 surgeries between her knees and her Achilles. And, you know, so my brother, your brother with the chicken sandwich. And, and, and I absolutely like, I'm not going to say too much because it is the mother of my niece and nephew, but not a stellar first marriage by any means. And uh, so uh, he says, well, we're going to get pizza. And the whole time that I've been up here, I'm thinking like two things I want to do. I want to get a fucking Detroit Coney dog. You know, it doesn't have to be Lafayette, though, because I, 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 I know I'm not in the Lafayette region, but I want to get a Coney dog and I want a Little Caesars pizza. And I want that fucking flour on the bottom of the crust on my fingers when I eat the, I fold my slice. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this whole thing, you know. And I'm just getting cheese and hamburger, but it's, it's got to be Little Caesars. Uh-huh. So my brother's orders Jets, and Jets makes, of course, the Detroit-style square pizza. A, the the round pizza that I got, There's probably 11 pizzas that are more tasty in your local supermarket freezer than that cardboard piece of shit the Jets put out. And then they made the, you know, of course, they, they've got to have the Detroit pizza. So they got that. And the the way that the, the cheese melts over the end of the, the crust is like, ugh, like, just doesn't look at I mean, I'm just like. Jets is this? I've never even heard of this. I, I had neither. I'm like, I'm like, so Gina's there. She's an executive from Little Caesars. You say the Little Caesars in this area suck. 
and we got to use jets. But no, my brother fucking, he had a coupon for jets, you know. Jets pizza. Avoid at all costs, I guess. I, I, yeah, I, I, I told my sister the next day, I said, fuck. I said, I was, I said, when Mark said, let's get pizza, I'm thinking, well, there's no way I'm not going to get my little Caesars fix. Duh. No. <laughs> Bidding in the Jets. Well, unless the they're good... advertised, then I'll eat Jets 24-7. Yeah, the, 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 good, the good thing is about Jets okay. is you can eat the box or the pizza crust. Tastes exactly the same. Absolutely the same. I think they probably just put the sauce and cheese on the fucking box and send it they out might the have way it sounds like matthew stewart just heard kev say how much it meant to him that if there is uh, a thousand people who at work are entertained by this podcast it's a home run i for one will say that i've been listening since day one it's a huge part of my monday i can't wait to pop my headphones on and hear what shit will be talked this week click this and that cocksucker joey diaz are my mondays ha ha all right Thank matthew you. Very good. It was, I mean, it was meant to. It's just like, there's a lot of people out there that always say, hey, man, you know, listen to it on Monday, it gets me through the day. It's like, the old song was whatever gets you through the night. But I, it, for me, I, I'm more worried about the day first because that's how, that's how this bitch starts. So. I was going to say, you, you, there's not much of a day in the, in the Nash. It's kind of the morning into the uh, into... You know what, man? I was, I was put on, I was put on notice. I did that Airbnb thing in Detroit. Mm. Fucking thing, it was it was great. You know, check in was great. Everything first the first place, actually, you know, the, had to be a Japanese dude that owned it because it was like just the, it was so minimal. Not not even artwork or anything. It was just the most minimalistic, uh, but clean. Great coffee. Little Costco, little Costco action. I didn't. I, I don't, I'm not a coffee guy. I'm, I drink. Uh, I drink Herbal Life, uh, like that. Their herbal tea, and it's got a little kick in it. Mm. But I tell you what, this I drank this Colombian coffee from Costco's, and I drank that shit black. No, I mean it was like. I said, I drank it this morning it, it, in Florida. I, my sister sent me a three uh, three pound jug of it so you raved about it so much on the trip she sent you that. absolutely my hey that's my sis man she's taking care of me so i got me three pounds of costco coffee i mean and i tell you what man two cups this morning 30 minute wait boom cleaned you out oh <laughs> my wife my, my wife's my wife goes in there of course i don't i if my wife made coffee, the minute the, the last cup was poured, the the, the thing would be washed. The you know the the container would be washed. The grounds would be out. She walks in and she goes, "Jesus, you don't fill the fucking filter to the top." She says, "That's like fucking for sixteen cups of coffee. You only you made just you pack yeah, the grounds I, and I ain't fucking no." I mean, it was just like I was thinking to myself, like because she made it up in Detroit. I'm like, well. Doesn't taste quite as it just it doesn't have not as smooth. Yeah, not yeah, not as smooth. <laughs> but uh, but the guys he had a, the checkout was ten a.m. So I'm like, and Tamara like we we got back from uh, where are we at? We were at my bread. We were out of the lake, so it was like a forty five minute drive. I mean, and this was a, I said get to see my brother. I got to see him Tuesday night at dinner, but Wednesday was like at his house, 
And, you know, we, we set out a, a lot. We set out for a couple hours here and there where it was just he and I out on the, on the you know, dock just catching up. And uh, it was like I, I wanted to, to, you know, push the night as far as I could because I only had, I had one beer. Because you know, I just I'm not really not drinking, so I had one beer just to have something with the pizza, wash that shit down, and uh, so we got home late. And Tamara, Tamara's just like, you know, you know, it's, I'm, I'm looking at the the email, and we got to be out of here at 10 a.m. They got a cleaning crew. That's fucking. It's, you send the guy a, a a message, tell him we'll give him an extra 50 bucks. We can check out at noon. No. They were there at 10. No, I mean, it was a cruise ship. As I said, I told my wife, I said, oh, there's nothing worse than a cruise ship. They fucking usually have to get armed fucking guys to get me off a cruise ship. Because they, they want you to get off at 6. I'm like, I'm, I'm ordering room service breakfast at 9. <laughs> Sir, I'm sorry. What? Come on. Put another, put another 300 on my bill. If somebody just sit in here for a while. Did you feel safe in in the Airbnbs when you when you went into the to the home? I felt safe in the first one because it was which it was, was what city? Now that was Troy, Troy, okay. Troy, Michigan, but it's over by the summer Somerset summer. I mean, it's it's put it this way, I could have walked to the Ruth Chris. I mean, it's in that you know it's in that kind of a neighborhood, right? You know, nineteen. Uh, little little breakfast places that are open from you know like nine to three and yeah just great cuisine all around a a, a powerhouse gym uh that's in troy there that was maybe a mile and a quarter from my front door so I, great place to train it was like you couldn't have beat it and then we left there i saw my stepdad hung out with him for, on thursday and then after we finished visiting with my de- my stepdad, we went and we drove to see our friends uh, Tammy and Max, who did the show after T passed. Yes, we went up uh, to Sharon, Hermitage, Sharpsville, transfer that area up in uh, uh, northern uh, north of uh, Pennsylvania. So we went up there, and um, we had ended up staying in Cortland, Ohio, because there were no two bedrooms in uh in that area mm-hmm. and it was like only like 16 miles by, by the crow but i mean it was it was a it was a pretty rough back road 16 miles but it was a, a standalone house for the first place was a you know it was a big apart like a it was a luxury i, I think at one point it's either luxury uh apartments or luxury condos mm-hmm. you know and we were on the second floor all the way at the end of the hallway with an elevator. So, and I parked right out front. So, and it was really well lit. So I didn't, I wasn't worried at all about that. But the next house was, so if you, if I've, you know, I haven't never, I've never stayed in Airbnb before. So I don't know, like, what's the, you know, what's the MO on check in? And so the second one I get to, and I, I look at the, I look at my phone. It says, "Use the da- the the date you check in as your uh, your pin, pu- like your yeah, security yeah, pin for the alarm." That's, that's, that's going to, but I mean, that's going to open the. That's actually going to open the deadlock, the deadbolt. 
So yeah, Steve saying door code exactly. So um, very very secure choice for them, by the way. Nice yeah, they, secret they, so they, number, so, the so date the, you're fucking the, there. Yeah, they, they they give us the month and day you check in. So if anybody knows that that's the code, all they got to do is wait till fucking a vehicle parks in front of the house and go, okay, got the code. So every night, without scaring my wife to just to, to shits. I have to, and you got to go in, and there's a small little landing, then there's maybe four steps. But once you get around the fourth step, it's open. So, like, the to, to the right is the TV and the couch and the recliner. Up front, in front of that is the table with chairs. And then dead in front of you is the entire kitchen. But you can't see around the little little corner that goes down the hallway. So I immediately take, like, a big power step. From the second, the second to the last step, I just take a big power step and thrust myself into the kitchen. So if anybody's there, I can fucking turn back and, they, you know, unless they're gonna. I think I would have had to jump on them because I'm just I could have covered the area. So I, but I'm just trying to get to the to, to this over by the oven so I can grab the largest butcher knife in the oh block. Oh God, this is vacation. Ah, fuck it, man. So I grab it, you know, I got that shit turned Grizzly side. Adams. I got it turned sideways, okay, you know, in case I got it. No, no matter how I got it, I got this. I'm like a fucking seal in a knife fight. So I go through the fucking house. And I just tell Tamara, just just stand here, and, then, you know, I'll give you the all clear. And so I go through, and the first thing I did was, you know, the, the first door to the right is the, the, is the bathroom with the shower curtain. So... Now, when you check in, it's of course it's closed, so that's that's your you know boom. Now every other closet, they're all cloth closets, you know, with the big rings in the pole, mm-hmm. the kind of canvas, you know, that so um, so they don't get their doors dinged up and shit. So you know, so the first time through, you you not only do you have to establish the lights and everything else. But you've got to establish, you know, the kill zones. So the second time through, I've just got lights on everywhere. So now it's just walk through and I just, you know. And my wife looked at me and she says, is this really necessary? I says, fucking I sure hope not. <laughs> like, I, would, you, would you not have the Detroit guy go through the house and clear it? And then wake up, you know, with with a with a with somebody going shh with a ski mask and a knife to your throat. I, I don't think so. Well, with the with the wickedly secure door code, though, Kev, it, they don't have to precede you in there. They could wait till you go to sleep. Yeah, but I've got two Tumi bags that are on rollers. That if you open that door, those motherfuckers are going down the steps to the locked-in basement. I won't sleep through that. And the knife is in my hand. So by the time you get over those tummies, my long arm will be stabbing you in the top of your scalp with that butcher knife. Now I, and as I said, I said, remember they used to make those uh, club door handle things. They were like long. They had like a black uh, plastic thing. You shove. Yes, you're under the door. Yeah, under the the door, door. and they were great for apartments and shit like that. And I said to myself, 
I'm going to get one of those if I have to. Hopefully, they make a retractable the one. Collapsible that, travel uh, yeah. door gimmick. And if not, I'm going to make one because this Airbnb, this Airbnb, well, I'll, I'll fucking sell the thing, man, because you can't tell me I'm the only, come on. Three kids fucking went down a wrong driveway this week and got shot. Oh, my God. Don't ring the wrong bell. Hey, I mean, what the fuck? Pri- private pri- private drive. Some hot broads driving. Some guys up there with a sniper. Too much Netflix, motherfucker. What are you doing? You sh- just randomly shoot five rounds at a car? Th- cheerleaders are... Yesterday... Uh, yeah, it was last night in Texas. Some cheerleaders are finishing a... Uh, a gig, and they're they all kind of parked in the same area, and one of them mistakenly went towards the wrong car, and he, she, like saw that he had a gun. She got in the car, and the guy opened fire, uh, fired five five rounds and hit one of them. Like, but then of course the the young black kid that got shot in the head by Bella Lugosi. He was terrified. Yeah, he was yeah, so it's so terrified he went out and, and and shot him again. And he makes he makes a $200,000 bond. I don't know. I don't know. It's that's another ongoing theme for But they us here. but you they uh... they didn't arrest him. I mean, he got, he That was the black community saying, "What the fuck?" And then them going, oh, well, we better look into this because we're going to start looking like Memphis and Louisville and, well, every other city in America. You so, don't hold these places accountable, nothing will be done. So right. you, know, you, you got to be a little loud with that. I story. saw where the, the family of the, of the, of the, uh, the young black man mm-hmm. that was, was killed in Memphis by the uh, Scorpion unit is uh, suing the, the city for $550 million, which they're probably already... 400 million bankrupt so all right yeah but it's just passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, gentlemen, if you didn't already know, it is tax season here in the U.S., and you know what that means. It means that Manscaped is here to make sure your paperwork is done and your boys downstairs are having fun. 
Make sure you spend your tax return money on the important things this year like family, friends, and ball deodorant. Join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to uh, and uh, go to manscaped.com for your 20% offer, courtesy of Kevin Nash and the Click This podcast. I have used... Uh, about all of the Manscaped products and razors. I don't have a beard, but I, of course, Kevin has talked at length about the softness. Oh, God, I'm telling you, that brush alone is worth the purchase. I mean, I, no, which brush? Because uh, there's a couple. I see that there's that, like that the bamboo one, on t- one. No, not the one that's a, the comb's good. The comb's like the first, that's the first thing you do. Then you put a little, little uh, conditioner in there. Then you hit it with that brush. And then the, the brush becomes addictive. So you end up bringing that downstairs. And while you drink your coffee, you, you brush your beard. And then it becomes almost like an oral fix. Like, like you just keep brushing your beard over. Like It's just like you can't brush your beard enough. I think it's almost like it's because it, gray hair is so dense. Right. That um, and these products just, I mean, they actually... Like I don't have to trim my beard as often because I can I can manage it with with product, and uh, with the grooming uh, utensils that they give me. So, absolutely. So take care. Hedge your beard. Okay. Now this is of course. Well, there's different packages. They make, now. They make really quality. I mean that. I love the, it. The one that they sent us, the first one they sent us for our our, our body. Uh, that's the lawnmower, right? The, uh, yeah. the lawnmower well, 4.0. So, so today, I mean, you got to get the pits, especially now that it's getting warm down here. And you got to stay on the pits because that, uh, just in, any pit hair at all will just hold that, that stink. And you don't get a good covering of deodorant. So um, I had left the it out of the charger and went on the road because i just i just kind of I, I used that one because it was right there and i just said i don't need a guard on it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna tap it up because i'd used you know i I trimmed it up the night before i just i wasn't i didn't wasn't happy with my lip line so i said boom boom and i left it out i came home so today i'm like i pick up i don't know what the fuck i did but like one armpit was eh, i could wait the other one was like I'm like, did I forget this fucking pit? <laughs> you did one pit is what you did. Yeah, I'm thinking like this whole time I'm doing lap pull downs in the gym. I got one hairy pit and one no pit, you know. But I, uh, so I, I went I went out of the shower and uh, grabbed it and, and brought it in, not knowing for sure when I t- when I tapped it, like a glove. Quick, quick uh, double pit job, and then went ahead and I said. Yeah, while I'm at it, I might as well clean up that line on the base. I'm like, yeah, yeah, get that shaft nice and smooth. And, no. and like Kevin mentioned, they're waterproof too, so you can do it right in the shower. You don't have I'm to telling you right now, I, I don't give a fuck if it's just for me. I want to see an, an extra inch of my cock, and that's the way to do it. The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, it's the yes. star of the show. Offers a precise shave on all of your wildest hedges. It's equipped with an LED light, so you can see where you're going, baby. Okay, more exciting news. The Performance Package 4.0 now includes Manscaped's brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Here, hair and uh, nose and ear trimmer, ear and nose hair trimmer is what I'm trying to say. This bad boy has been totally revamped with a new and improved blade and motor and, dare, dare I say, the best ear nose hair trimmer ever. Cordless, rechargeable, comes with the skin 
safe technology. Okay, all of their uh, razors help reduce nicks, snags, tugs. Okay, and that's not even to mention the crop preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant. I'm a big fan of the crop reviver. That's the spray on toner. Throw that in your bag when you go out for the day. You got to hit that real quick in the bathroom. You can do it. Guys, 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, at manscaped.com. No bullshit. I use these products. They're tremendous. I slipped into a little Joey Diaz there. It's all right. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code K-L-I-Q at manscaped.com. Don't just get your money back this year. Get your swagger back, too, this tax season with Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything. Wherever you listen. One of your products. I don't want to get. I don't want to get off something here. I, I want to go back to the house in Pennsylvania okay, for sorry. a minute. You have to clear this house now. You're you're obviously you're going out to visit, and then you're coming every time you came back to this house. Did you clear the house with the knife? Oh, absolutely. Well, three times. Man. What's Tamar saying to you with this? Is is this tedious at all? She's like, I'll be in the car. No, this just is wave wo- me in this when is we're good. A woman that has been married to me for thirty five years. Oh, God bless. Her. Is, when I get is, that interview, let me tell you, when I get that interview, that's when that's when we're going through the roof. You know, and, and the thing is, now it's even worse because you know, I didn't, I never let, wanted. You know, with Tristan had a little bit of a temper, and I never wanted. I had a handgun with me at all times. I just walked it from room to room. I never left it. I'd take it in the shitter, but and I would put it next to my bed at night. But every other firearm was locked up in a safe. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I'm about six steps from some kind of a weapon, whether it's a K-bar or an aluminum baseball pad or, you know, if, if there's access, I got... If there's access to that area from outside or where you can cause me some shit, you know. You got to be ready. Yeah. You c- come up come up my stairs and see if you don't take a little double buckshot in the top of your skull from the, up, from, from, from the upper. And I got a plate. Don't worry because I got a plate of steel right there so you can shoot all you want through that and think you're going to get me. Uh-uh. Your family. Now, you... I remember on one of my shows a long time ago, you, you talked about um, your concerns based on your father's early passing and the, the heart issue. And the quote, I think, was there's no 60-year-old Nashes right, or no 15-year-old Great Danes you likened it to at the dog park. Now, you, you're you over 60. Your brother's older, right? 66. He's 66. And my sister, my baby, had... my baby sister fucking turned 60. Right. Which is just... So the Nash DNA is making a turn for the better here, clearly. Um, yeah, I think like anything else, I think, you know, they always say survival of the fittest. You know, it's like, no survival of those that adapt. I think that all of us took uh, 
the carton of cigarettes a day out of our diet, which... Uh, the Bob Nash Health yeah, Plan? The, the, yeah, the Bob Nash Health Plan, where it's a, uh, a, a carton of cigarettes a day that you take to work. And when you come home... That's you, uh, Fit Bob is the app. Fit <laughs> yeah, Bob. Fit, fit, FitBob.com. And uh, he'll also show you how to drink Cuddy Sark. Uh, oh, scotch. a little cutty, huh? Little, little cutty. Occasionally, a little, little, little blended Canadian mist from from across the the, the Detroit the River. Water there, yeah. And Windsor, a little, little Canadian mist with its not. Don't bring no bullshit sprite in that house. Seven up. The, he, so he did the seven and seven gimmick. Oh yeah, seven and sevens, classic. But you, so you, I mean, your your brother's every, good health. Huh, yeah, everything's better with the cigarettes, you know that. Seven and seven and, you know, six or seven Philip Morris non-filters. <laughs> I smoked cigarettes. I smoked cigarettes for 10 years. Did you really? Um, I did. And you know what? I grew up in a, in a home, listen, in the 70s, every house. I, I, oh, fuck. I mean, nowadays, they act like, you know, you, you walk past secondhand smoke in the street, you have to go to the emergency room, but. The car always had cigarettes going. My father oh. smoked in the house constantly, and I hated it. And even into, like, high school, my friends would smoke in school, and it smelled like shit, and they smelled like shit, and I hated it. I was on a fucking film set. I'm, like, 25, and with all the fucking downtime, and everybody's smoking. So to stay like to stay awake on late-night shoots and stuff as a stimulant. Well, that nicotine will keep you awake doing smoking and coffee and then i that lasted like a pack a day for about 10 years and i loved it you know what it is the thing that i've never been able to replace when i quit i went straight and i never had i mean it's been 16 years i've never had a cigarette but the thing that is lost people don't realize there's a meditation to a cigarette you're forcibly breathing deep and you're packing a about thousand carcinogens in with the breath but you're forced to take long breaths you usually do it like when you when you weren't able to smoke indoors anymore you went out so if shit got crazy at work you're like you know what fuck this i'm going to have a cigarette i'll be back in 10 minutes you went out for a meditation you calm down you got you forcibly got away from a situation everyone accepted it i was just going there for a cigarette he'll be back and you do that deep breathing, and that is the hard thing to get past, the mental aspect of it. But uh, but it kills you, so please, everyone out there, do not do not. Yeah, I never, it. I mean, I'd rather smoke a joint and get something out of it. Right. Well, that's the thing people would say to me. They're like, you're getting nothing out of that fucking thing. I was, I was buzzed with something else. That was always, when somebody lit up a cigarette around Scott, he'd always say, so, uh... Is that for health benefits or just the minty fresh breath? Yeah. And they go, what? I say, never, never mind. So all in all, now how's your step? You mentioned your stepfather. He's got to be. 86, 87. 86. Oh. Yeah. Is he remarried? Yeah, he got remarried. He got remarried. It was a while after my mom passed, but. Yeah, you know, my mom was was um, my mom was a good mom slash wife. So she, you know, he, you know, definitely wasn't uh, gonna be able to take very good because he left his mom's house to move in with my mom. So 
Oh, so he went from being taken care of at to home being, to being taken care of care by of. Mrs. Nash. Yeah. So, but so he um, is he in good health? Eighty six. I, I mean, mean, you don't have those genetics, obviously. He's your stepfather. But... No, he's Scottish. Fuck, he's he's five foot seven. <laughs> What's the... Well, if I could... can't walk around without fucking bumping into a seventeen-year-old Chihuahua. So short guys like me, I'm going to live a long time. This is what this is an indication of. Uh, obviously not with that ten-year fucking, ten-year fucking uh, streak of being gr- being grounded. That met that mental health uh, slash uh, general health uh, challenge for to yeah monkey kick, on my back yeah it's more that I fall now I say things like I fell when I abandoned I want to go you, through the if story you get on that, if you get I, on I that tr- if you got on that treadmill next to you a little bit maybe get those it's, boy this this lays out the sweaters that I can't put in the dryer so nicely someday well, maybe I'll do the show from the treadmill if I'm so inspired. Hey guys, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on adfreeshows.com. Jim Johnston created the soundtrack for generations of WWE fans with some of the most iconic themes in history. Jim sits down with Conrad to take us behind some of those classic themes, including The Ultimate Warrior. And then I recorded that. And then just over that, you're just doing. You know, it's so simple, but that's what felt like him. Plus, an all-new edition of The Book is here, as David Crockett takes us page by page, gate by gate, through the JCP booking logs of April 1985. On Sunday, April 14th, you start the day with a 2 p.m. show in Richmond, Virginia, 43 grand. An hour later, Asheville, North Carolina kicks off and it's another 63-63. But then that night, you guys all cruise to Atlanta, $31,000 at the gate. Talk about a banner day for Jim Crockett Promotions. This is hard to beat, man. Hey, that's just a small taste of what AdFree Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why AdFree Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's right. Sign up today at adfreeshows.com. Maybe next week when we do a watch along for everybody. Actually, if this is if you're watching on Monday when we go live, it'll be uh, it'll be Tuesday. It'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow that'll be the twenty. Twenty fifth tomorrow would be of April. Am I right about this? Yeah, yeah. Just remind me. Twenty fifth. I'll get you taken care I of. Got such I got such a busy schedule. And uh, we will announce what the matches that we'll be we'll be watching uh, next week. You go to Ad Free Shows for that. Make sure you signed up and you're able to watch the watch along. So I get to I get to see Bruce Bruce finally thanks to Game Time, the, the, the our, one of our advertisers. Not on this week, but uh, uh, I'll give them a shout out nonetheless. I got my tickets. No, I I, I mean that's huge, man. Like to 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 have a, a, an app like that that you can go and. Oh, and you snipe the tickets. I was watching them all week. I knew the section I wanted to be in, right? 
And I just check every day, every few hours, see what's up. Because the prices fluctuate like the market. I went So you can buy or sell tickets on game time. So I went on to the sell to see what the psychology was. And they talk about their, they have a very advanced algorithm which stays ahead of the demand of the market. So I knew things were going to change day to day as we get closer to the date. The morning of the show, Friday morning, I go on and I had the price, I think it was two sixty a ticket, 18 rows from the stage on the side. Because I wanted to see, with the Bruce show, they talk about the electricity. I wanted the audience face. I didn't want to be in the audience facing the back of the heads. I wanted to see the faces of everybody watching the stage. I wanted to watch it all like an experiment. So I wanted to have Bruce, but I wanted to have the fellow New Jerseyans. So get the tickets. Great. Go to the show. So now I know Bruce is known for the long shows, and I looked at some of the other shows on the tour, and he's playing about three hours. Wesley just said that we, he said our 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 crowd thinks you're talking about Pritchard, so we better say Springsteen. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm saying Bruce, like everybody lives up here. Yeah, right. Excellent. Now I've been talking like this. That's a different story, but no, yeah. So. So it's a three-hour show, right? So we're leaving. Now my wife doesn't like concerts, but, you know, again, take, she'll she'll do anything I ask. So we, we're going, and she's going to have a good time. And I see the heels come down. I hear the heels. I see the heels. And I'm like, oh, I think this is going to be like a standing for three hours kind of thing, Bruce, in Newark, you know. But I, do I say that? Absolutely. I say nothing. You look lovely, I think I might have said. And that's it. The, the universe will straighten that out by itself in the arena. So we go to the arena. We're there. The show's great. He's a machine. I think he played two hours and 55 minutes. No stories wow. in between songs. One, two, three, four into the next song for almost three hours. I, he took a sip of water once that I definitely saw. Yeah, if he's going that long at his age, he definitely, he definitely would have had to piss if he would have hydrated. Right, like maybe could have hooked up a bag, but uh, yeah, no, he he Catheter. absolute machine, incredible show. I, might be the best show I've I've seen. Um, and here's what happened. So I get home and I'm like, oh, let me. I I took some video. I posted some stuff on Instagram, but I said somebody must have taped the show. So I'm watching a fucking. I'm watching a, a YouTube broadcast of the show. I'm like, oh, this is pretty interesting. This is kind of like, it's kind of like where I was, like my vantage point. So this is cool. It's like reliving the uh, the show. And then I am watching and I see one of the guy, the backs of one of the guys. I'm like, that looks a little bit like the dick that was next to me. And then I'm horrified to see the red circle it's me i'm in the frame doing my white guy sway with my hands in my pocket for this whole video i can't watch it now i have to turn it off because no, i'm watching myself fine. instead you of got, springsteen you, but you got your hands in your pockets so i did the nash i did the nash to, to add a little cool you got, it, you got it so okay here's my question what what did he open with and what did he end with okay so i looked at the set lists from previous nights to see what to expect and because he was in Jersey, it was the only time he opened with it on the tour. He opened with Hometown Hero. And the other change in the set list was the first encore was Jersey Girl. And uh, last song, 
10th Avenue freeze out maybe um his encore was about eight songs he he did i think it was like 27 songs lights went out for a second band takes a bow everyone goes back to the instruments and they do eight more songs so yeah three three hours it was uh it was pretty remarkable i think uh what's his name john alba on this network can someone confirm he's a big uh big bruce head is he from jersey I'll have to say hi to him next time. He did the, uh, he was doing those, um, when we did the show in Nashville, he did the in-betweens with the girl, like, in-between shows. Like, Coming up next, we have, uh, click this, and maybe he hosts a podcast as well. I don't know. But, uh, he does something here. Uh, uh, very good. He does the Matt Hardy show. Okay. All right, so props to him. Not to be mistaken with Jessica Alba. Snort. Uh, it's snort something else. Right? What's that? S- slurp. Snort slurp. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, something uh, that I'm consistent. If you're going to snort and slurp, you might as well be ready for the occasion with Blue Chew. Okay. Blue Chew, uh, always sponsoring our stiff one of the week, and this week is no exception. Our friends at Blue Chew, our oldest and most dedicated friends at Blue Chew. Um, it's about confidence, guys. We're just talking about confidence in the bedroom. Uh, you must remember the days when you were always ready to go. Drop of a hat, right? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed back. BlueChew.com, the unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and literally a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day, night, plan ahead, just be ready when the opportunity arises, okay? The process is simple. You're going to sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part, all done online, okay? No visits to the doctor's office, no weird conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, just go online and it is delivered to your door. Listen, does it work? Do you think you don't need it? Think you're going to need it? Let us allow you to try it free for a month and see. Answer all your questions, okay? Men everywhere are now excited to see the postman because when your package arrives, baby, your package has arrived. So here's what we want you to do. You're going to go to bluechew.com. Uh, chew it and do it. And we're going to give you your first month free when you use the promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping, okay? That's bluechew.com, promo code NASH to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the stiff one of the week on the Click This podcast. This week, I'm kind of in a sports vibe with a lot of these uh a lot of these stiff ones. So here is the incomparable Mike Ditka. Did you like Mike Ditka? Yes. So he had a hot mic on the sidelines, and he fires an assistant coach, I think the quarterback coach, on air. Watch this. Whose fault do you think that is, Danny? Whose fault? Whose fault do you think that is? Quarterback all the way. Yes. I told you switch quarterbacks. Now you want to keep playing? Tell me, uh, step one, tell me for the first one. Danny! You're in. You want to tell me what to do? Danny's in. Danny's in at quarterback. Whose fault was that play? It's mine. It's my fault. What else? Uh, You want me to call the coach? Coach, you won't call anymore. You're finished. That's okay. It's all right. It's all right. 
I tried to find the assistant coach's name and I couldn't. Poor son of a bitch. Did you see his fucking face? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it just be, he starts to go, okay, so step one, what do we have to do? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. See, that's what happens. Get fired, fuck around with the bags. It's all the same. Dear Sexy is back. Okay, two letters from the Dear Uh-oh. Abby archives. Let's see what Kevin Nash would have given for advice. Um, two interesting ones this week. Dear Sexy, uh, my problem is unusual, but I'm hoping you can address it in your column. I'm a married man, confident in who I am, who wears skirts for comfort. I feel skirts are more comfortable than pants which I find tight, restrictive, and uncomfortable. I wear skirts around the house when I'm out running errands and when I attend church. My clergyman has raised no objection to it. After much research, my wife and I have concluded that the only thing against men wearing skirts is social pressure, and then only in certain countries, America being one of them. Pants are a relatively new style of clothing. For thousands of years of recorded history, men and women both wore skirts. The women fought for and won the right to wear pants, shorts, or whatever they wanted, which is great. I believe men should have the same option. My wife supports me in this. Our problem is some family members who disagree have talked behind our backs, started rumors, and turned people against us with false information. How can I make them understand they are entitled to their belief, but they shouldn't gossip and create problems for us because I am not doing anything wrong? Joe in Pennsylvania asks this. Well, to the family members that have a problem with it, I would just walk up to them and just politely say, "You're done. You're no longer my. You're no longer my family." They um, might say, "I'm sorry." Yeah, I'm sorry. Wear, wear the skirt. I mean, obviously, this is a different time, a different era that, that this dear Abby was asked because now it's just like, and yeah, really, I, you could do anything. Probably, you know, it's just like right. You know, I, I saw some of the people like there was like a, a backlash on the Giselle thing where they're saying, you know, she's a dude. She's not a dude, man. She's went through a, a gender. I, I want to get this out because there's. there's oh, with a, the Steiner thing, you mean? Yeah. The, and okay. I want to get this out because a lot of people just, they, they, they have these, they just don't have, they don't think. And there's somebody that, that is close to us that I knew for over probably 30 years as a male. And they have went in and had a, 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 the, 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 whole, the full Monty. The full Monty. Okay. Yeah. yeah they, they're, so they, you know, they, and they prefer to be called she. And I asked because I, I, it's just really hard for me to fathom, you know, that this, that, that to make that decision, especially that late in life, mm. you know, and so I knew that something it had to be something traumatic, and I just wanted, and I said, you know, I said, you don't have to say anything. You, you you don't owe me an explanation. I don't expect one. I said, I just want to know how the thought process brought you to this place so late in life. And he had lost his wife to cancer. And, um, but there was always, you know, talk that he, you know, he wore 
women's lingerie and women's underwear and stuff like that underneath his clothes, but he always you know, was like a truck driver and had, you know, like a, a blue collar job. How did you so, hear that he would be wearing like it was Is this because, something that he was confiding in you? No, he was confiding in his wife and his wife was a friend of, of my wife. Oh, okay. So all right. So my so but I, we're we're a pretty non judgment fucking, you know, crew at my at my crib. And um he told me that when he was young, like five five to ten, those 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 years, that he was raped and, and sodomized and molested repetitively by three males uh that were in his, you know, either uncle, a brother, cousin whatever it was and that when he finally when his wife passed he just didn't want to ever see another penis including on himself and he went through the transformation and you think about how fucking sad that is. and it's like before you fucking judge you know you've you've got to take that fucking you've, and people don't we man I, and I'm as I'm as, as guilty as everybody. I'm as guilty as everybody. I jump to my fucking bullshit because I'm always fucking right conclusions. And there's a lot of shit that goes on in this world that's fucked up. And if, at 50 years old, if, if that move fucking takes a, an ounce of that pain away, then fuck yes. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that and if he walks by somebody, they don't have the right to say shit to him. Yeah. And I, and I think what happens today is um, be, movements like this are like a pendulum, and and they tend they go to their their maximum, and then they start to retract again a little and come towards center. So there has been such a push for openness and acceptance, which is fine. What tends to happen though is. It, uh, the extreme, you know, we always talk about the extremes on the show. The extremes, the extreme cases get spotlighted and it draws ridicule because you're, you're, you're hearing about one particular case and not the median average of what folks emotionally have to go through to get to this point. And, you know, I have a daughter in high school. So this theme is prevalent in high schools. And even in elementary schools, so that that discussion, how does one know that this is the chosen path that they were given? I don't know that I would know at 5, 10, 12, even if I were having feelings that were different. I don't know that I could have been trusted to make such a decision. I know... uh, girls in that my daughter knew who were addressed as he's for for a while they were she's she knew them and she's then it was the he's and then within the four years they were back to she's so it's separating the extreme cases that make people raise eyebrows with the the situations that People, the difficult situation where someone is dealing with an identity crisis, and it's probably a very small case, but because it gets spotlit, it becomes the talking point. You know, and, and well, another thing that 
you always have to, to put into the equation is um, you could be from a very rural area and have very little contact with people your own age. And you could become sexually curious and really the only choice you have, you know, in front of you is, is somebody, somebody of the same sex. Doesn't any mean means form or fashion mean you're homosexual, bisexual. It's just that you're experimenting. I think there's a lot of people out there that probably experimented with somebody of the same sex and then found that that wasn't their, their you know, wasn't what they were looking for or wasn't and as they they got older and summer and, of 92 yeah well but um you see I'm always trying to be serious and you're just fucking around I am the but I'm just saying though that I mean it just it's just cuz I I I sang that the purpose of a woman is to love a man and purpose of, I I sang that just because it came to my mind and when I got done singing it, I said, wow, that was such a fucking homophobic song that I just sang. And it's not how I feel in any form or fashion. The purpose purpose of everybody is to love everybody. It doesn't matter what the, you know, as long as you're fucking, as long as you're happy. And The I other said, thing, too, th- this story that you're responding to, uh, Joe from Pennsylvania, right, with the, the skirt. Yeah cross-dressing or i think he's just dressing for comfort i mean this i don't think this is an identity crisis or was i think he's crisis. got a fucking hell of a set of calves like those a lot of those fucking dudes do that you see they get on the plane they're, they're overweight but they got those giant calves and they're just a fat dude in a pair of pants but in a fucking in a kilt they're fucking calves on that motherfucker i mean you know he might have elephantitis to the nuts you just you don't know these things but this is not an identity he just is more comfortable but even with uh, cr- uh, cross-dressers, would that be the case? transvestites, where a lot of the men who were dressing like women, I'm told, were straight. They sleep with women. They're not attracted to men, but they longed to dress like the women that they were with. Well, women's clothing is fucking way more stylish. I mean, you know, it's just... Oh, this this fucking thong. I've been I've been rocking and rolling in this seat, going back yeah. and flossing for the last half hour. But um, all right. So anyway, so for Joe in Pennsylvania, I can't I can't find clothes for a dude to fit me. So I'm really fucked. <laughs> I have to get a fucking the old singer out and make my own shit. So Joe in Pennsylvania, uh, who just enjoys wearing skirts, he should continue to do this and just. Tell his family to fuck especially, off. Especially when your fucking wife's cool with it. I mean, that's that's kind of the, you know, you, you the person in, in our last one was the guy that was, you know, she, she was sticking in there and and and, but he was he was fucking he was wandering, you know, to, off the reservation to the point of getting a change. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it, it was almost like let's be friends to his wife and she was like well i didn't you know that yeah we can still be friends but not you know not under the guise of us being married because you know if, you, if you're gonna do your thing i'm gonna do my thing yeah we can stay friends but mm-hmm. just realize that i'm a female and by the time you get changed i'm gonna be getting it starts at 50 percent for the female so you're gonna get fucked <laughs> all right next letter dear sexy a few months ago i moved into a new apartment the complex, while not luxurious, is quite nice. 
A few weeks after I moved in, one of my neighbors informed me that the woman who lives across from me is running a business from her home. Her services are illegal, if you know what I mean. I have noticed that what, whenever I leave my apartment or return to it, there's yet another strange man entering or leaving. I'm conflicted. This is my home, too, and I shouldn't have to worry about these characters. What if they mistake my door for hers? Well, if you're in the wrong state, you get shot through it. Yeah, so don't twice. Um, also, I've overheard this woman on her cell phone making arrangements for these individuals to come over. No, she this even, is this is cell phone era, so this is at least ca- kind of kind of common. This is more recent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she even gives out the gate code to them, and it's the and it's the date that they moved in. So it's just yeah. anyone who doesn't have it. Although I would like to report these illegal activities, I'm afraid of retaliation. What is the best way to handle this? Should I look the other way or mind my own business the way other neighbors have? Signed, it's my home in Washington State. Yeah, fuck it up. Your your shit goes sideways. We're praying to God you had a fucking blowjob across the street for a buck and a quarter. (laughs) Fuck. It doesn't seem to me like anyone's bothering her. Yeah, mind your own fucking business. What's the difference if fucking you had a 600-pound woman living in a house and it was a Grubhub motherfucker stopping by every two hours? Really? Is that big of a fucking deal? Number, You know what? Get another fucking job so you can afford your own fucking crib and move out of the apartment because that's your fucking problem. Or move back to your mom's basement where there's no fucking windows. Fuck you. I think she's jealous. Maybe the woman across the street gets a little more business. I think this is a competing. I thought he was going to say he was a fucking union plumber and she was running some illegal fucking snake business or some snake in some guy's toilet for fucking 25 bucks instead of going through the union. Non-union operation. Shut him down. (laughs) This Detroit Kev. Yeah, it's non-union. Fucking get rid of him. But if it's, hey, that's the oldest profession, man. That's what Sullivan said that to me one time. He goes, goes, you know what? Old prostitutes, old buildings, and old politicians have in common credibility. <laughs> I heard that's, she had a, a steady that's business. My, that's, across, my, that's my boy. He's great. Uh, she had a steady business across the street because one of the things she was doing was when the guys got in the sack, the beds were cooled. All right, Kevin, it's time to talk about Sleep Me once again. Our friends at Sleep Me still offering the most cutting-edge sleep cooling systems available. Are you someone who needs a little extra recovery from the workout, or maybe you just sleep hot in general? I absolutely need cool when I sleep. Turns out it's much better for your body, too. You don't need to suffer, wake up tired, or wake up sore. Now with Sleep Me's award-winning sleep systems. It's a mattress topper. Goes over your current mattress. You don't need to buy a new mattress. I have I have slid the mattress topper over to my side from my wife, so I'm using it exclusively now, because I can't get enough of it. It uses water's thermal powers to cool your bed down to as low as 55 degrees Fahrenheit. And I can adjust this on my app. I change it, okay? You can change to your ideal temperature whenever you want, okay? They make customized, climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Even if you don't like the idea of getting in a cold bed, guess what? You can schedule the temperature changes, okay? Start the night in a cozy bed, and then your pre-programmed sleep system schedule will automatically cool down once you're asleep. I cannot fall asleep if I am not 
cool, okay? And this is the perfect solution. Currently, SleepMe offers two water-based sleep systems, the Dock Pro and the Cube. Both sleep systems provide mattress toppers that cool as low as 55 degrees. The Dock Pro is their newest and most powerful system for the perfect sleep, no matter your body's heat load or the room temperature, okay? If you want to experience this, I implore you, go to sleep.me slash Kevin, okay? That's sleep.me slash K-E-V-I-N. Plus, as a listener to this podcast, you can save up to 20% off on a sleep system if you use that promo code Kevin. This really is a game changer, guys. You need to check it out right now. Sleep.me slash Kevin and save up to 20% using that promo code Kevin. We thank SleepMe for sponsoring the podcast. I did watch Raw, I meant to tell you. I I watched Raw. Okay. So I was a little excited by the promise of... Excited. I was a little intrigued by the promise of um, the Bloodline and the Judgment Day angle, um, which starts as a kind of partnership in the beginning of the show when Heyman sells it as a, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours kind of thing. And he's got a hell of a back to scratch. Probably, I'd imagine, very hairy as well. Um, And so I'm further intrigued by the fact that I see this is going to end in a schmoz at the end of the night. And you got, what, 12 freaking people in the ring or whatever. So this is going to be one of those old school uh, signing off at 8.05. Tony Schiavone, we got to go. And they're still coming into the ring at at the TBS studios. But there was a very protracted schmoz that stayed out there and was basically another match and uh, maybe showed a little bit too much of the schmoz. Well, I, mean, I mean, how long can the cum shot go on for, right? Yeah, that it becomes a situation where that's that's got to be hot. They were trying so hard in the truck not to catch rotten shit that they fucking missed Ray's beautiful 619 it was in, in the in the background because they were too busy you know somebody looked like the, you know scott used to always call it when a guy got on top of another guy and he'd do them shitty punches he'd say yeah and then the motherfucker got on top of me and started fucking beating egg whites yeah you know, like you, you, you know you beat up some egg whites before you cook them and that's what they said, Ben. That's what, Ben. There was there was egg whites going on all over the place. It's just like there was nowhere man. to cut. Almost actually in the truck, you couldn't know, because go back were, to the it, master, the hard camera. Yeah, I, it, but it was it was just too long. Like right, you can't you can't. There's a reason why a battle royal star, like the, that's why the Royal Rumble is so great. It's because it starts off and it's one versus one. You know, then if they, you know, then, then there's three guys and there's maybe one gets, you know, I mean, there's a chance. And you could book it to where there's no more than five, six guys in the ring at Absolutely. one time throughout I mean, the whole you, thing. Yeah. You, you can get, that's why that's so successful. Whereas, you know, the schma, I, the, the thing I used to hate worse in life is when we were at WCW and they would do this thing at house shows. Where they would start the card with a battle royal. So the first two guys, like, you know, the first guy went out and then the next guy that went out, 
They would wrestle each other in the first singles match. Oh, so that would set the rest of the card? It would set the whole card, how, oh. how people went out. And then the last two guys, you know, standing would come back in the, for the main event. And it, it was so redundant. Was it, that, that was the shithouse stampede is what that yes, was. Yes, it was the shithouse stampede. And I guess what they, I guess they were so pissed off that 1,200 people showed up. They're going to make sure that. <laughs> 800 showed up the next time they they came into town but what a fucking and if you're one of the boys that's exactly what you want to do is you want to break a sweat and then sit in your fucking gear till you go on next to last right you know or or you draw the straw to go against like maybe a vader or john tenta who may have been sitting in their sweaty uh their entire Sing career for the for the, <laughs> their entire career career or the night at least yeah um getting back to to the schmas or or battle royals or whatever the the sheer athleticism of so many of the athletes in in wrestling today um are we missing in the training in these performance centers are we missing out on like the the close combat type stuff? Is there such an emphasis on hitting the ropes and coming off the rope and the arm drags and everything? That All right, just here's one for you. Being in a corner and throwing realistic punches which yeah, look like they're knocking your name, jaw off. Name a, name a guy that's been in the business less than four years that, shows, that throws a great punch. Less than four years. Yeah, four or five years. Just like not, not, like not Orton, not, you know, not somebody that's been doing this for, I mean, name, you know. Of today's roster, or because yeah. a lot of guys I watched as a kid threw hellacious punches, but to, well, I don't know. I think I think Damian Priest throws a good punch. I mean, but he's also elevated. Like the guys that can can do it are elevated quickly, and they're put to the the forefront. Like he's he's always had a good look. You know, like he's a money. He's a bigger guy. Like last night, even though he was framed, or last Monday, that he was framed uh, closest to the camera where he's going to look bigger, he just is a bigger guy. You know, so when the the Uso, uh, the bloodline was, you know, up against them, you know, it made more sense for, for Damien to have had the conversation with Paul because, but I, I, if I'm if, if if I'm Finn, I'm like we couldn't smart me the fuck up before we walked out. But but so are they trained to punch? Are they shown to punch? Yeah. Is time spent on this? I'm sure it is, but it's just like what happens is you get into a to spot fest mode. So instead of like throwing a punch and letting the guy sell the punch. And then picking him up and pushing him, like I said, the worst thing you can do is throw three bad punches just to back a guy up so you can throw him off the rope when you can kick him in the stomach and double him over and send him off right from there. Mm. If you if you, if you don't want contact, he can duck it on two steps just as easy as it, it actually looks better. Because a lot of times you, you you're cocking instead of like the worst thing on earth is 
when you send a guy off and it's duck the clothesline and the guy really doesn't duck enough, so you have to do the old lay over the top of him. Oh, right. Which is, I mean, it's that that's rotten 101. But so we're, since we're talking about this show, um, again, we have a situation where there's um, verbiage and Brock comes down in a fucking duster and cowboy hat. So if we go back to the 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 uh raw after mania, Brock jumped Cody and beat him senseless. I mean, yeah. I mean just beat him for, for eight minutes. Cody comes down and he's not medically cleared because of the beating that Brock gave him, but wants a piece of him. And for that, they send 25 security guys in waves, not one of them bigger than Cody. Or my daughter, some of them, actually. Uh, yeah, or or Dink. Is this, so, is this on purpose so that Cody still looks like he could break well, I, through the fracas. I mean it's I, I know it's a baby face thing that he's mm-hmm. you know that he's he, it doesn't matter what the, he he wants his you know he wants his pound of flesh he wants his revenge and he keeps making reference to the fact that he didn't win at WrestleMania that's absolutely evident since you don't have a belt you don't have to bring it up every week that you that you that you didn't win at WrestleMania. I I get it. People are still with you. Don't lose them, but don't do this. Don't walk to the hard camera after Brock leaves and the, all the smoke is cleared and say you're no cowboy, Brock Lesnar, because I know a cowboy. You know, his dad worked, you know, mm-hmm. the cowboy hat and the Austin gimmick boots. And what you are, boom, 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 fighting words, is a coward. Now, I don't know. Doesn't pack saying, doesn't pack the power of not what quite like finish what you your show with uh, finish your segment with. No, it's just I just saw he didn't have knee pads on. It's like don't tell me that you guys aren't going. It's like it's not booked to go. He got in Roman's face in a three piece suit. Roman was in a track suit and tennis shoes. I knew that wasn't going nowhere. Nobody's going to fight. Nobody is stupid enough to tear up a $2,000 suit to make it be more realistic. Right. So well, Flair used to do that in the 80s. He, he would always get the shit ripped off him in the uh, uh, at ringside with uh, Shivani on the Yeah, mic. that's because it had fucking lipstick from some broad he was with that week. and He had to get rid of it anyway. Yeah, he couldn't bring it home, so he might as well fucking <laughs> write the bitch off. Now, uh... In in talking about this show, um, it led me to think about factions in wrestling, and I this is a fairly new 
thing. And when I say new, I'll say, you know, 80s, 90s through today, like the creation of the power faction. I couldn't think of anything before that. You had tag teams or you had a manager that had like a tag team and then maybe a third guy would get put with it because he was Albano's guy too. Um, like, you know, Baron Sakluna would tag with the Samoans in their match because they were all under Albano. But, but the faction that f- could function independent of the manager, I couldn't think, and I know, you know, the Meltzerites out there will, will post that in 1971, you know, Bob Roop was part of, of some faction, but I just, I just can't remember them. I thought, I felt this is very much an outgrowth of, 80s on yeah i look at it i mean i I, if i if you were to to to, uh ask me i would start with the horsemen because the von erics were a family that's a family free birds tag team exclusively yeah it's a six man to uh, yeah but a a faction was the free birds did you i mean we're the horsemen the horsemen yeah Uh, do you consider the click a faction that was a more behind-the-scenes thing, right? Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that um, in Madison Square Garden, because of who we were when we did the curtain call, and we, that was the click. Like, that was that was a faction. It was just a backstage faction, which I think made that moment so pivotal and, you know... It, what, the most real of any of the factions, because it was not it was, just it for was, the camera. Right. It we, was real. Right. It wasn't booked. It was. It was. It was through, you know, but through friendships and miles. And then the so the horsemen, you know, the originally had the Andersons and Tully and and Rick and, um. They devalue obviously right when they start to expand and. The first replacement, I guess, was Barry. Right? Barry, then Lex, um, Lex, and then, but then eventually we went all the way out to like Paul Roma. And um, do you just have to nip it in the bud and say that that's it? The the, the horsemen. No, because there's always if you, come Bike Week, there's some fucking faction of the. Molly Hatchet Band playing at like eleven locations, like you know, the eleventh harmonica player on the thirteenth album of Molly Hatchets will be tonight at Froggy's. <laughs> it's like launching into flirting with disaster. Yeah, but but is that okay? It ceases I, to be Molly Hatchet. I, I, to me, like the the Horsemen were always golden as long as you had flair. So you maybe know. the then anchor if the anchor is the there. The anchor, yeah. I think if you the, lose the lead singer, I think the NWO. I think because it it would it's like if Hulk myself could still go, like we could do it. We could we could. I mean, Sean is was was such a, an intricate part because he was the he was the the guy that put the put the boots on more off than anybody else, Scott second. So um, of that early crew, you know, I think that, I think that Sean Waltman, Hulk and I are still a pretty good representation of, you know, just 
there's nothing you can, you can do when Scott's passed. But um, at the same time, there were some some different. I think you know the, the, there were members of that group that were were were, were really solid when Scotty Steiner joined us. Like Scotty was a, a, a he was a solid NWO guy. Well, that becomes the thing, too. If you're going to be inviting people in every week, who's a good fit for the identity of the faction? Or does yeah. it become, who do I need to get over? Who do we well, need to get over? Give them and, a shirt. And, and that was that was kind of a thing. But, you know, I think that, that Bagwell and, and, and Steiner were, I think they were entertaining. It was always an entertaining segment when those guys went out there. They kind of played off each other well. Um did you ever object to any of the names being proposed to be in the NWO? No, I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, it didn't change my paycheck. No, but but the but for the identity of the, of the group, me, you didn't to, ever say. To, you know, it's, it's it's like when you watch. Uh, my wife and I. My wife loves like uh, Vikings and like. Ninth, ninth, tenth, eleventh century English uh, history. My wife's and so we, we we watched on Netflix last night some some movie. I, it was and she had watched one. She had watched one of the. It was a young actor that his hair was cut on the sides. He had dreads, and uh, she had watched one of the Viking shows that he was a, a star of. He'd been a, a warrior, and he had t- tried to. At this point of his his career, he was. And they're all like it's like a like a, a CW type thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's or, or 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 those Warner Brothers shows where, you know, like the guy had the the, the star is like thirty three and his son's twenty one. You like it was like when they had that the Vampire Diaries <laughs> show on, on one of those, you know, like all the vampires were in high school, but they were all like thirty five years old, right? Know? But. uh but anyway, we, we we were watching that, and it was just like, you you know, they they were building up to the big battle, and it really didn't matter, you know, you had your four or five you know top guys that were, that, that you were going to follow through the battle, and everybody else was just fodder. So, you know, I kind of looked at it. That, I actually made that analogy as I watched it last night. That you can do all the cutscenes you want, but you just you're only going to watch you know you only want to watch the the top four or five guys. The main doing, guys, right. Yeah, doing battle. Because this gets, ex- I mean, the NWO eventually gets, I mean, it runs from oh, 96 to, I guess, well, you know, because then WWE again, 2000, uh, right? 2002. So, but um, <clears throat> after those initial guys, I mean, you got Virgil in there. Well, Virgil, Virgil was just that was a just a, I think a rib. It was a rib that lasted. He was in there for a few years, right? But he was with the the. I think at that point, Virgil had people forget that we were trying to portray that it was the WWF at that time that was making the move. That's why Ted was so important because Ted was a branded WWF guy. And then Virgil was with Ted, so Virgil was a WWF guy. So when when you looked on the screen 
and you saw the optic, the optic was that those are WBF guys. That's how it started, and, right. and that's what and made it, it very cool. I mean, Nick Patrick becomes a member of the NWO. Am I wrong we about had, this? Yeah, we, but because we had to have <clears throat> a referee because they wanted us on the Saturday uh, afternoon shows, 6.05, a Saturday night show. Mm-hmm. And we told them that if the, the only thing we could show up on was something that was live because if we were interlopers and you didn't want us on your show and it was a, it was a, a taped show, you would just cut us out of it. So that's when we said, this is Brock Dubai, and we would have those empty arena matches, and we had to have a referee, and it was Nick, but he was underneath a ski mask. It was definitely Nick. You could tell it was Nick. So, which led to us to have our own pay-per-view, which was, was the biggest debacle of all time, because it was just, it was the most uncool fucking thing. It should have been like James Bond on steroids, and instead it was... Like Porky's three, you know, it was just right. Bad. Nothing uh, against nothing against Sioux Falls, but you know, if, when you think about an exotic woman and flying around in an Austin Martin, you usually picture yourself cornering hard in Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls, exactly. That's the shot yeah. that I'm gonna. That's yeah. where I'm gonna go shoot that. Fuck Los Angeles. <laughs> um. The Hart Foundation, which was just the tag team, it was Neidhart and Bret Hart for the 80s, but then later on, I guess mid-90s... became Owen and Davy Boy. Exactly right. It expanded out to the family. So I guess technically that's that was a faction too, yeah. but that it, started it, it, like it, a... And that, see, that's what happens when they, every time they put that blowtorch to that red-hot... Canada versus American angle, you know, you just you, you when you go for that kind of heat, that that because the old timers used to say was they called it silent heat, like it was like silent white heat. And I realized later on in my career that there was nothing fucking heat about it. It was just the crowd was silent because it sucked. They were asleep, is what yeah. <laughs> right. When Brett and, and uh, Brett working for it, man, you know, I remember those promos where he'd be like, we have free health care in Canada, not like here. I'm like, oh, he's trying, man. And a 50 percent tax rate, no matter what you make, eleven dollars. We're taking. We're taking five fifty. But company guy, man, he was going for it. But. Uh, oh, he. Man, he can't say anything bad about Brett. Brett. No, of course not. But yeah. I'm saying that. I mean, they send him out there to, you know, Vince. Oh, he's he's going to still sell the best he can. Vince has to pitch that he wasn't, idea to him. He was he was never a. I mean, early maybe, but once Brett was, once Brett became a champion, Brett was a fucking baby face. You know, I mean, Brett was just a Brett was a good baby face, a rugged good baby face. Yeah. Um, because can't have a heel that can out-wrestle your baby face. And he can out-wrestle just about every baby face. True. Yeah, the, the, the heel has always got to do something to cheat in order to, you know, surpass the skills of the of the touted baby face. Mm. 
It's kind of the psychology of the whole fucking thing. The whole thing. It's all built on that, right? Yeah. Uh, DX, very successful faction. Yeah, five guys, six, six, six people all together. Mm-hmm. Good, really good run, and and ran with, I believe, um, Sean left, right? Didn't Sean leave injured, then came back, or the I neck, think, right? Was that Sean's yeah. neck? Back, lower back, but whatever it was, but then Hunter. Oh, oh, oh! I was saying, HBK. You're talking about, yeah, oh, yeah, Waltman. Yeah, no, no, it was no. Sean's back. Yeah, yeah, Sean's back, and then Hunter took the lead, and I mean, they were still, you know, and that's another situation. Uh-huh. I was just gonna say, which I think really showed showed everybody what what Paul could do, and that he went, you know, he just took that forward from there. Exactly, but that crew, the thing that. I think made them was right guys, right time, attitude, edginess. Sean could be Sean on ca- on camera, uh, Michaels, and um, they were not afraid to push the envelope in the company at the time. I don't know if you want to credit well, they, Russo with that or whoever, but well, they got they also didn't have standard practices. Right, that was a WCW. Yeah, when you when you're pulling when you're pulling a you yeah when you're pulling a, a a rubber hand out of a ninety year old woman's vagina, I, you know, I, and, and and we can't do anything where we're at. People are wondering, whoa, must have been that finger poke of doom that killed you guys. Not so much. They had they had the prosthetic uh, breasts on May Young. She chasing jerry lawler around the for anyone that did not watch at that time the those late 90s attitude era when uh wcw and wwe were trying to outdo each other and the lengths that wwe would go pushing the envelope but anyway so that added that sensibility though was perfect for guys like Shawn michaels and oh yeah and even uh, and road Triple road H road dog road, road dog also road. absolutely yeah I mean and B- Billy Gunn would be able to you know to the ass stuff yeah, yeah absolutely um <clears throat> now evolution is kind of interesting I was looking at them um I was did Rick because I guess Rick was the centerpiece right it was Rick uh, Randy I think, Orton I, I think it was a I think that was a co um. I would look at that. Look at that. Like um, that. That was Pesci and and De Niro and Goodfellas, with like, uh, Triple H and Triple H, and Rick. Yeah. And they took the two young guys, who were who were going to be studs. They took Dave and uh, and Randy and brought them in. Originally, it was supposed to be Mark Jindrak was supposed to be with them, and somehow he, I think he pissed Paul or somebody off. Oh, because, really? See, okay. Yeah, Jindrak. Jind- they, they did shots. Of the five of them, and then shots of the four. Except Ginger, I fucked. He's a, um, he's, a, he's a friend of mine. The model, I thought, was most similar to that Horseman model, and maybe not for, not a coincidence that Rick was a part of it. Um, and not, not just because there were four guys either. It, I guess it just felt like a call-out to uh, the Horseman, maybe even in a attempt at it um but uh all right there you go let's see yeah i mean i i think the fact that 
That's Jendrick in that picture. Right. Did did they Photoshop somebody out of the photo between Rick and that's not Dave? That's not Dave. No. So this was before the replacement that you're talking about. No, I'm talking about there were five. I don't understand understand why there's. Is it possible that they swapped him out for for Dave before they shot before they shot any angles? They shot it all. They shot it all. They shot it all. Okay. All that promo shit was shot. So that was that was a picture of. And why 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 is Jendrick that far away from? That's what I'm saying. It looks like somebody was erased. Uh, we can't forget while we're talking about successful factions, the Dungeon of Doom, uh, which uh, Sullivan, which consisted of, uh, for anyone short on the visual, uh, maybe too young to remember, uh, Kamala the Shark, um, the Yeti, the Yeti, uh, Big Van Vader, Humaris, Barbarian, Meng, One Man Gang, Zodiac. And Loch Ness, for God's sakes, was the Dungeon of Doom. It was funny. We were doing one of the timelines with Sullivan, and we brought up the booking of the Dungeon of Doom and how it, it has become a bit of a punchline, right? And he so perfectly explained it to me, and it set me straight right away. He said, I had to create guys that people could believe in 1993 the 93 Hogan could beat. So, you know, I we couldn't get too much with the heels, so it had to be cartoonish. So it was very much just a stable for Hogan to blow through, ultimately. And uh, some, some of the more memorable promos. Yeah, but which also is... With- if you don't beat anybody, you don't. It, 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 it doesn't help Hulk. If he's if, if the if I think that was one of the things that really made the 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 black and yellow or the red and yellow very stagnant was you know correct right. But you know it, you're going to go through drought periods of talent anyway. So I mean I I thought there was a, without having Roman. On this Monday's uh, Raw, I thought there was a huge uh, vacuum. A void left by now. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely, man. Good point. Very good point. But uh, so let's throw out uh, a question. Uh, Let's take the NWO, because arguably the most successful faction of which you've been a part. Um. As, as merchandise continues to prove, I see NWO shirts everywhere. I was at the Bruce show. The guy. The t- only place they're not is on our royalty fucking. Uh... I didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some there's some creative uh, fucking accounting going on over there. I might have left uh... the goalie out of the net, but I yeah. didn't tell you to take the shot. Yeah, fucking. I, I'm, I'm the goalie that fucking knocked the fucking puck all the way back and scored. the other net. Um, like, I think it was a Boston goalie that did that, but. Who, who was not? Who would you have wanted to work with? Not the extended NWO roster, but the that tight group of guys, the first five or six. Who could you have thrown in there also that you thought would have worked that you didn't get a chance to do promos with? And 
that you thought would have worked with that NWO sensibility, whether they were in WCW or not. Maybe they're a WWE guy. Um, I thought Booker was. I, I wanted. I wanted Booker in that original. Mm. You know, because I wanted. A, I wanted a black athlete. I wanted a black man, and Book was. You know. You know, Book was. Book was a real dude. You know, he always has been. I just. I remember I asked him. I said, "Book, would you join the NWO?" He looked at me and said, "Big fella, man, Kev, I don't want to work that fucking hard. You guys work every fucking house show." I said, "All right, like." So like, you did approach like, him about it? Fuck yeah, yeah. You should have had him wear a white shirt. That would have been awesome, with black NWO logo on it. Well, why would we put? What did he? Closet racist. Um, so okay, so Booker, I could totally see that working. Yeah, um, but, but and and that was before Book had the, you know the dreads and all that. Yeah, no, sure, I remember. Yeah. yeah, that was. I thought he was fucking sweet as GI bro myself. But he, uh, maybe the maybe the mic work uh, mightn't have. No, he's always been able to do what he needed to do. Yeah. Okay. Fucking Black Snow and Chet Lemon were fucking for gold on that fucking Chet. That's <laughs> how we fucking did a little play by play. Uh listen, Kevin, you can get your Sundays back now if you're if you're daunted by lawn care. I know you have a little little patch there. Um, yeah, I could cut mine with my manscape. <laughs> Listen, but for our friends out there that spend an inordinate amount of time, let me tell you about Sunday, okay? Get your get your Sundays back, quite honestly. It is warming up. It's trying to. It's back and forth here, but you know what? Getting out in the yard, digging in the garden. Um, it's one of it's one of the most popular parts of spring. When that weather starts to change, people get excited about this. And Sunday lawn care is going to make it easier to enjoy your days than ever. Super, super simple to use. And basically, you'll get to reclaim your weekend because it is so easy and fast. Sunday lawn care is going to allow you to take one thing off that to-do list, okay? And spend a time working on your yard. Uh, enjoy your time playing in the yard or whatever you like to do, chilling in the yard. So think about this, all right? No trips to the store, hauling heavy bags. They're going to ship straight to your home. You just need a hose to apply Sunday. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch an episode of your favorite TV show. They only use ingredients that you can feel good about, okay? No harsh chemicals, no long waiting periods or trying to keep your kids and pets off the lawn. You simply apply it, you let it dry, and you're back to enjoying the yard. Seriously, if you have a significant piece of property and you've got to tend that lawn, give Sunday a shot this spring. And we're going to make it easy for you to do that because we're offering listeners 20% off. Think of the affordability too, okay? Some lawn care services cost you more than $1,500 a year, but Sunday's full season plans, full season, start at just $109. <laughs> So uh, I want you to go to GetSunday.com slash Nash at checkout. That's GetSunday.com slash Nash, and you're going to get 20% off your custom 
plan. Thank you, Sunday. Go get your Sundays back. I need to to, to send a a notice to the lady that had the uh, second Airbnb. Maybe spray a little Sunday in that fucking front yard. A little challenged, uh, her lawn care? I mean, if you like dandelions, I guess it's nice. Yeah. Too much, too much growth in the bush. Yeah. Kevin, fans are desperate to talk to you uh, by using the hashtag AskNash, and that's all we ask you to do, hashtag AskNash. I know you all want your questions on here. We can't do it all. We can't do two hours of fan questions, for God's sake, so we try to get as much in as we can every week, like Justin who says, did you attend WrestleMania three in Pontiac? And if not, have you ever been to the Silver Dome? No, m- much like uh, the Bob Seger live double album that was done at Cobo Hall that held about 11,000 for a concert, if maybe 10. Uh, I was not uh, one of the uh, 9,742,000 that showed up at at the Pontiac so 93,173. Don't ask me why. Yeah, but you asked. Yes, everybody on earth was there. Oh, right. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. It's one of those uh, rites of passage. One must. Uh, I was look. too busy filming the Hindenburg. The C- Kobo and the Joe. What What was the distance between them? Were they were they competing venues? Oh, God, no. Kobo was so small. Co- oh, oh. C- Kobo was around. So Kobo was at the, like the same time frame as the Olympia. You know, so the Olympia was, was, was fell to the Joe, and then the Pistons played, got a couple of miserable years, like in half of the fucking Silverdome until they got Auburn Hills uh, built. Oh, that they would drape off. I remember that. They would oh. drape off half of the dome. I remember we went to, we went and saw a, a Pistons game with me and my brother and somebody else, and afterwards it was the fabulous Thunderbirds were playing a fucking concert. A little tough enough. Yeah. So, of course, my 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 fucking my, my you know I got a fucking I'm sitting there in, in the middle of the crowd and I'm fucking smoking a joint, and I, at this point as I take like the, the third hit and I hand it to my brother. I realize that from three different areas I can see cops trying to get through the crowd to get us. Because I'm hitting a, you know, I'm hitting a joint. Yeah. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm standing on a fucking a ladder, so they think. And I look and I went, oh fuck! And even I, yeah, like, they chased us. We went out. Wait, we, we hit the stairs before they were probably fifty. They just gave up. I mean, it was just like we were so far ahead of them. We rabbited those motherfuckers. But uh, I'll never forget that man. It was just like. After that, it was like, ah, let's just not go back there. And then they, they, when they moved out to uh, Auburn Hills, I can't believe like you know they built that. And I thought it's pretty good a- arena. And then they knocked that motherfucker down. But they didn't have a choice because you know the Little Caesars Dome came in there, and the Pistons and the Red Wings both play there. And then, uh, God, they I think that that whole area out there with the old Auburn Hills is is like nothing but Amazon distribution. It's like, oh, really? Oh, Unbelievable. Josh Powell, um, you have to give yourself one of those bad 80s and early 90s occupation gimmicks. 
you have full gimmick control. I see a Detroit bad boy basketball player rocking 11 soft in the nut huggers and a Bill Lambier face protector. Um, what profession if, you know, the dentist is taken, of course, by, uh, by Isaac Yankum and, um, the hockey a fucking maybe, maybe a fucking, uh, a UAW guy with like a, yeah, a wrench spot, spot, spot welder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little, little, somebody, somebody auto worker. Well, can we come up with a name? Uh, mm, something line, right? Because you're on the line. I might go with with Hank Brokowski, auto work, Polish guy. Tough. Sure, why not? Tough Polish guy. Um, actually works in Hamtramck and fucking in, and goes home to Hamtramck. But, but wrestles at night. Auto worker by day. Wrestler by night. Yeah. Chesterfields. Pole Town. Uh, unfiltered works, Chesterfields. Works at, works at the, actually, actually works at the Fisher Body Plant built in Cadillacs. Mm. We're, we're going to, we'll, we'll pin this thing down like Vince used to. Bobby Plant, maybe, <laughs> instead of Body Plant. Bobby Plant. Um, very good. Sosh Bill says, Kevin Sullivan has long claimed he's the one who convinced Hogan to turn heel. Was it Kevin? If not, who, singular or plural, was it? Kevin was the only person that Hulk was with that day, and Kevin's uh, kept him in his house, didn't he? So that no condo, one would see. His, yeah, in his condo up in uh, it, it, he lived at the, on the in the peninsula, which was one of the nicer buildings at the time in Dave Taylor Beach. I think he lived in the penthouse. Brada. So we can maybe go with that story that it was kept no i i i 100 believe that okay uh so says natal would you ever do audiobooks i could listen to pretty much any book on audio if it was you in my ear i mean if somebody paid me to do it price was right well you'll do your own audiobook someday i would hope I'm reading Todd's Todd Gordon's. We've decided not, he's too marble mouthed, and I I threw my hat in the ring and got the contract to read uh, the book I co-wrote with him. I'll never write a book. So. Well, that's what you say now. There'll come a time where you'll want your memoirs. Uh, I won't. As, as mortality gets closer, you'll want to leave a, a legacy. What? If you were. <laughs> If you weren't smart enough to hang out with me, and you don't my, get the stories. <laughs> no, fuck you. But you know what? There's we got 150,000 plus subscribers and people that listen every week. So obviously, there's some some incredibly brilliant souls out there. That, Absolutely. That that, that uh, and I think you know what? In, in the bottom of my heart, I think that no matter where we go, they'll follow us. I agree. I will fans follow you. Follow you wherever you may go. There isn't a station too neat. Don't try to give me two K. I'll say fuck you. Something like lyrics. Jacob Burnett, any good stories or memories of Rowdy Roddy Piper? Seemed like one of the realest dudes in the game, gone way too soon. Never really spent any time with him. 
You, you spent one altercation with him, I, I, do, I do know, in a, in a locker My room. mother said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything okay. at all. Uh, all right. I, I thought a- he was great. I thought he was a great heel. I, thought, I think he was a great promo guy. Um, Flair fucking duck, digs the shit out of him. That's a, that's a huge, like, Flair doesn't put a lot of guys over. He puts Rocky over. I saw a thing the other day that actually made me smile. It was like, nobody was as cool as Ric Flair and a grand wagoneer with Roddy Piper driving shotgun. <laughs> that was the that was the picture on Instagram. And I popped because they used to always do that whole House of the Rising Sun and you know, they were up all night and Rainbow Stew because they take oh, like a, Rainbow Stew. Yeah, the old Rainbow For anyone stew. that doesn't know, Rainbow Stew was when you reached in, took a handful of pills like Skittles of all different colors, shapes, and types, and you just went on whatever ride it sent you on. But by uh, by six months into the WWF, when I when I when I came in there, I was like a, a physician's uh what's that? Five Five milligram generic Canadian Valium. What's that? I just some, used some kind some kind of Halcyon. <laughs> I just used that phrase. I'm working on a book with somebody who uh, referenced the Rainbow Stew. Rainbow Stew. I, I think I put the phrase. It turned our locker room into a room of scientists. <laughs> yeah, it, it really did, man. It was like fuck, <clears throat> unbelievable. Peter D. says, hi, Kev. What is the etiquette for former WWE wrestlers at WrestleMania? Can they just turn up and be allowed backstage, or do they need to be given permission? Can you just uh, walk on into any WWE event backstage? Well, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't invited to anything this year, and I, you um, know, I'm, I'm one of those people that if I'm not invited, I don't. You don't go. Yeah. You know, yeah, because we, we, what are you doing here? I don't know. I was two-time Hall of Famer. I thought maybe I could come to the Hall of Fame, but if you don't have a chair or seat for me, I'd sit in my room. But would one generally be welcomed, uh, a former I, wrestler? Like I said, man, you know, if I if somebody doesn't send me a card and ask me to RSVP, I don't do it. I mean, it's just that's just me. You don't want to be at a party you're not invited to. No, understandable. Obviously, if I, I mean, whatever. And this week was a party in and of itself. It's good to know we're responsible for so many people's happy Mondays, just by our kind of relaxed. Come on in, sit down, and pull up a chair. I think I might have set a personal record for the the uh, least amount of fucks on this show tonight. I'm sure somebody's got a running count, and they'll let us know how we did with that. I don't. I don't remember. Uh... Did you take the cannabis? Yes. Okay, so I think maybe that puts you in a more relaxed i think maybe the the but last week somebody on, on our comments said eight thousand seventy seven f-bombs where to, <laughs> to go nash or something like that and i was just i was thinking to myself like because what'll happen a lot of times is 
I'll throw three of them, like, you know. So I'm like I'm like Nolan Ryan, you know. It's like I, 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 you know, I'm I'm shaking off everything. They give me the one fuck, give me the one fuck, right? You know, so those don't count against my my pitch count right there. Those are just the rapid fire ones you're talking about. These there. last no, this since since I've said the count. Oh, anything, these these don't these yeah, don't no, count. These, no, these, these don't count because yeah, because I'm I'm trying to make a point that I think I was I was. Uh, and not because I was restricted, I actually took a little bit more of the cannabis tonight. And I think it just puts you in a different mind frame. I think the alcohol maybe brought about some of the profanity. Well, I never drank down here. I never drank. I, I, I don't. I don't drink. Like I, I would. I would never drink anything and drive a mile and a half up this fucking road. And that's an F. Oh, with the yeah. <laughs> with, the, with, with the, your friends on every street corner. Oh man, Smokey in the bush. Yeah, there's no way. I said I said to my, I'm going a mile and a half. I'll set the Mustang on on 35 cruise when Just I leave here. Just to make here. sure your foot yeah. doesn't get heavy at all. Yeah, I, you ain't getting me, baby. Well, and I, I just uh -huh. I don't I don't do I just I don't. I'm at a point in my life, man, where it's just it, I I don't really. I'm not in search of a buzz, you know? Well, listen, whatever you're doing is working. You're in the zone. And uh this is a this is a good this is a good Kevin Nash, I think. As right, good right. a Kevin Nash as as I, I, I actually, you know, as as time goes on, I I just hope, you know, my my son's looking down at me, he at least is, you know, realizing that I'm I, I actually though it, it's it's it, Pathetically, it doesn't seem it at times I'm actually trying to be a better human being on a daily basis. So, well, I think that's a, that should be a goal of anyone. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. if that was the precipitating factor, if that's what you're saying. Uh, no, I mean it was it, it was a factor, but I mean it just it, it just never hurts to. be nice we're all work in progress i mean it's not over until it's over now if i would have if i would have ran into somebody in that uh, airbnb with that knife <laughs> shits off shits off on that count buddy <laughs> i mean better, be better person <laughs> unless you're told to put both bags on the scale <laughs> yeah that's just but there's over certain the yeah, come on. That's that's poking the bear. Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat. Uh, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Leslie Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2023, Butch and Sundance, Sundance Media. Kev, you want to do another one? I think we got two next week. Well, in two days, don't forget, in two days, uh, join us for... Uh, Oh, tomorrow, actually, I think, right? What is it, Monday? It's Monday now. You're going to join us yeah, tomorrow, so we, Tuesday yeah, so, night. Yeah. I, I, it's, I have a hard time acting like I'm doing something like that. It's, well, all your promos were like that back in the day, right? Tomorrow night in Sioux Falls. Meanwhile, that's yeah, three weeks and, away. And, and, and they were rotten. <laughs> that's why nobody showed up. I, I phoned them motherfuckers in. <laughs> <laughs>